Welcome to The Read Along, a mini book club for your ears. A proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at a time. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your energy from. You choose Park Power, your money stays here. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kosowski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more right now at parkpower.ca. So in chapter 16 of A Memory Called Empire by Arkady Martin, there were some crazy, tripping out brain moments. We went on a psychedelic mind trip. Yeah, and we got to have a, a battle of wills and memories between Mahit and Yaskander and also Yaskander. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and in the end, the surgery went, uh, because uh-huh. it ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. Well, it ended with Mahit basically being rendered completely unconscious. Yes. Uh, I don't remember the exact wording. Something about falling into blackness. Yes. Something like that. We we can presume perhaps that the surgery has been a success as there is still book left. Yes. <laughs> but uh, we do have to wait a little bit to find out one way or the other because we then were dropped directly into interlude number three. A very brief interlude. So as we all filter out to go to the lobby for the interlude. (laughs) As we take a quick bathroom break. uh, There is uh, a meeting of the minds occurring. Indeed. As uh, Councillor Tarats and Councillor Anchu back on Elsel Station uh, have a little tete-a-tete in Anchu's tiny little Almost, Almost literally, because I believe they are like stuffed into her, what do they call it, her sleeping pod? Yeah, which is like the size of... A bunk bed. More or less. That's <laughs> what, I, what I pictured. Two adults curled up on a mattress having having a secret meeting because it's the only private soundproof space they can find. Yeah. So Anshu has decided that the time has come to go and confide in her closest council ally. Yes. Darge Tarats about the mysterious happenings uh, out in space where <laughs> where these other ships are showing up and just chewing up her pilots. Yeah, and then he completely turns it around on her and be like, oh, yeah, known about them for years and years. Yeah, that catches Anchu a little off guard, and she's initially like, what? what? Um, but Tarats basically confirms that, yeah, for the last 20 years, he's been aware of something yes. lurking out beyond the uh, Amanonot Gate that uh, has been just eating anything that's been coming over there. Yeah. That they can't communicate with. Been there for a really long time. Despite Anchu's initial outrage, uh, she is willing to hear him out. Like, okay, explain to me what's going on. (laughs) Talk me out of this anger. And uh, Tarats kind of lays out the whole plan. Like, this is is the situation. This is what I've known about. And this is why I sent Yaskander many, many years ago to go to the Texcalon Empire and convince them to basically... Help us. Kind of. Yeah. 
his plan was to make LaSalle Station invaluable to the Texcalon Lee Empire. So that if this other threat finally manifested itself, the Empire would throw itself at it. Yeah, would basically defend them. The part you and I didn't really count on when we pieced that together was that he was hoping that these two threats would cancel each other out. Yeah, Tarats is playing fourth dimensional chess. He here. really is. And he doesn't just want the Texcolonly Empire to save Elsel space. He wants the Texcolonly Empire to destroy itself, saving Elsel station space. Yes. He wants them to throw themselves into the jaws of this mysterious threat, and then for that mysterious threat to be annihilated while annihilating the Texcolonly. Yes. Anchu is not in agreement with this because Anchu no. <laughs> is like, you realize we're right in the middle of both of yeah, those threats. It's going to happen right on top of us. And Tarats is like, no, nah, they're going to go beyond the gates. It'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, they're going to go out to the, where the mysterious ships are. We will and then stay never safe return. over yeah. here. And then never return and we'll be safe. Mm-hmm. And Anchu's like, nah, it doesn't work that that way not necessarily uh because they're gonna just sweep over us like a wave she describes it like a tide yeah moving in and just laying waste to everything in its path (laughs) based on the ocean that she saw that one time yeah that one time she saw an ocean somewhere and so this is this is ultimately where they're they're butting heads is over this philosophy because anchu's like we we will be destroyed in the crossfire and Tarazza's like, nah, dog, it's cool. <laughs> I've been manipulating events from the background for years with Yaskander's help so that this yeah. will work. I've been putting all of these pieces in place. I've been organizing things just so. There is a flaw in his plan. Oh, a great big one. And that flaw is Counselor Amnardbat. Yep. Who has effectively scuttled his plan by murdering Yaskander. Yep. Like, let's be clear. We don't need to go to the accusing parlor for this because we know Ten Pearl physically murdered Yaskander. Yeah. But Amnard Bat then also murdered Yaskander. Poor Yaskander. There was double murder. How many times does he have to die in this story? He's been he's been at least murdered twice in this story. <laughs> at least twice. Possibly possibly coming up on a third time. Entirely possible. Depending on how this surgery turns out. Um and that has effectively thrown his plan awry because Mahit is not operating with Yaskander's information. No, and well, has not made, yet anyway. And has made a total bungle of things. Well, not her fault. Yeah. She didn't know. Now, on the other hand, this also gives us another vital piece of information. Yaskander probably had Tarats's go-ahead to make the Emperor immortal and to trade the technology to the Tex Kalanli. Yeah, probably. Uh, and the reason I suspect that is because Tarats is operating under the assumption that it doesn't matter if he makes the Emperor immortal because he's planning to kill the Empire. Yes. So, so it doesn't matter. Doesn't super matter if they get the technology because they'll all be dead soon. Yeah. What is the cost of a few Imago machines in comparison to, to the death of an entire empire? Or to the death of two empires. Well, we don't know enough about the other... About the mysterious bad guys. That's true. We're calling the them an empire. in space. We're calling them an empire, and Tarats is referring to them as an empire, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. They could be a ravenous swarm, for all we know. Like, there's just no telling. Yeah. we And I don't know if these two powers that he is pitting against each other are equally matched either. No, it's possible that the Tex Kalanli vastly overmatch them. Possibly. And that the others will be swept away, and then the Tex Kalanli will be like, well, we're here now, and Elso Station is screwed. Yeah. The worst, or, the or the worst other way around. scenario is actually that these omnicidal aliens on the other side of the gate come back through after having chewed up the Tex Kalanli and destroy Chew up Elso everything Station. Else, yeah. yeah. So it's... Tarats is gambling 
a very, with a lot. Oh here. yeah, he's playing a very dangerous game of four D chess. Yeah, he's he's playing to change the metaphor a little bit. He is sitting at the poker table against two very skilled opponents, and he's bluffing with a pair of twos. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and hoping that he comes up with the with the jackpot. Yeah, it, this feels like a great big fingers crossed. I think he, I think he thinks he's got a Xanatos gambit going, but I'm not sure he's right. Now, not all of our listeners might be familiar with the trope, the Xanatos gambit. So it's allow true. me to elucidate. Xanatos is a character from the 90s animated Disney cartoon Gargoyles, voiced by Jonathan renowned Frakes, actor yes. Jonathan Frakes. Um, Xanatos was a master of manipulation and intrigue and plans upon plans and wheels upon wheels. And the idea of the Xanatos Gambit is a gambit in which there is a no-lose situation for Xanatos. Everything comes up Xanatos. If he wins, Xanatos wins. If he loses, Xanatos still wins because he's arranged it so that his loss still furthers his goals. Yes. And that is the idea of a Xanatos Gambit. So... That is kind of what Darge Tarats is playing at here. He's I trying think that's to arrange trying for, yeah. arrange the situation in such a way that he doesn't feel he can lose. But I think Anchu's more correct than him. Well, I don't know. That's and, just it. We're missing we're missing so much information. I, I feel I can't make an informed decision. I'm guessing. Well, there's also the flaw in the plan that right now the Empire is aimed at Elsel Station to annex it. Yeah, kinda. So I mean that's about to happen unless something yeah, but I'm blame, finally goes right for Mahit. I blame Amnard Bat for that, not uh, not Tarats. Yeah, and I mean, we have to assume that Anshu and Tarats are aware that the Tex Kalonli have officially announced loudly and proudly that they're about to go marching into Elsa Station space to make it part of the Empire. Right. So, and beyond, also beyond. So here's what I want to know. What do you want to know? Why is Tarats keeping this a secret? Because he's gambling with the fate of Elsel Station and the other counselors might have taken uh, issue with it. Maybe. Also, he might be, as you surmised in a previous chapter, trying to keep Panic things under, under wraps. Yeah, because people might freak out if they know that there's a dangerous alien menace right over there. Well, yeah, okay. But... Uh, rightly so. Maybe freak out because there's a dangerous alien men menace right over there. I feel like there's another element of it that I'm going to surmise. This is just me spitballing. <laughs> oh, wild speculation? Sovereignty. If he said, hey, everybody on council, there's a giant alien threat lurking right beyond uh, the gate on the other side of our system, and it could come out at any moment and eat us all for lunch. The other counselors might all say, cool beans, let's join the Texcalonli Empire so that they protect us. And he's outvoted if he's one guy. Right. But if he keeps it on the DL and manipulates both empires to fight with each other, Elso Station, in theory, retains its sovereignty. Fair enough. So he might be acting patriotically in this case. I just, I think it very unusual that he didn't try to find at least one ally somewhere early on. That he, he took this on as far as we know, all by himself. He did not. He had one ally well, from early on. Yaskander. Yaskander. Yaskander was on board. But I meant like... Or at least on board enough to convince the Tex Kalonli to come and fight for them. He might not have been aware of the plan for the Tex Kalonli to also die. Quite possibly. Um, what I meant was a, a nearby ally, because it feels to me like Yaskander's more of a, of a, a pawn, a playing piece. Yeah, but he's probably also the most 
the person who's been most aware of the situation. True. Because he's at least been told about the threat. You just, it, in my mind, it makes more sense for him to try and find another counselor to bring on board sooner as opposed to just now when Anchu brings him information and as though it's a surprise and he's like, no, no, I've known about this for ages. I don't know if these two are going to team up together, if she's too mad at him to help him now. Well, I mean, she's going to help him in the sense that she wants to prevent the station from being destroyed well, and her every, pilots from dying. I'm pretty sure everybody does. But she might go spill the beans to all the other counselors. Maybe. Tarats is... Or she'll spin it in a way that punishes Amnard Bat, because I don't think those two are getting along real well. I don't think anybody really likes Amnard Bat. Anyway, <laughs> uh, th- you're you're not wrong. Tarats has made a misstep in not trusting everybody else. And that might come back to bite him in the butt. Maybe. Like, we we don't know. I'm kind of in agreement with Anshu. I think Tarats has, has made a bold and risky gamble, and I think it was maybe the wrong gamble to make. Maybe. We don't know. If it, we'll find out. If, if it works, super. Like, everything comes up Elsel Station. All of their nearby threats are taken care of yeah. in one fell swoop. If it works. That's a really big if. Yeah, because, again, he's gambling with a crap hand against two very, very good gamblers. Right? Yeah. So, before we wrap up our discussion on the interlude. <laughs> yeah. The interlude was only, like, three pages long. So, yeah. we can only discuss it for, there was for, something... so length, for such a length of time. Yeah, there was something that I, I had meant to bring up last chapter and uh, in our discussion had neglected to mention it. It just kind of didn't come up. Ah, yes. You have a theory about 19 ads. That's right. And so I would like to invite you to the accusing parlor. Oh, my. I've gathered you all here in the accusing parlor. Zaccuse. Now, we know that Ten Pearl murdered Yiskander. Yes. And we know that Amnard Bat kind of also murdered Yaskander. In a sense, yes. Uh, They are both guilty of multiple Yaskander murders. (laughs) But there is an attempted murder that I am going to now place firmly at the feet of 19 Ads. Very good. 19 Ads, Jacuz! Of delivering the deadly leaf to Mahit. Really? I think... That it was 19 ads who did that. And I think it was a test. Okay. I think 19 ads didn't believe Mahit. I think 19 ads believed that Mahit was Yaskander, was more Yaskander than she was letting on, and was playing dumb because he didn't trust her anymore. So she laid a trap of the deadly leaf in the info fiche sticks. Right. Because it was a trap that Yaskander wouldn't fall into. Yaskander wouldn't be stupid enough, after all his years in the Texcalanli Empire, to pick up a deadly leaf and smell it and die. That would be insane. Okay. But okay. Mahit did pick it up. And that was pr- final proof for 19 ads. That's definitely not Yaskander. Who and that's happened to be right there, how Right convenient. there watching to see what happened. Because okay. if, if Mahit recognized it and didn't touch it, 19 ads would have been like, aha, Yaskander, I've got you. But Mahit was like, derp, what's this? <laughs> and. <laughs> And so 19 ads. <laughs> it's just, derp, what's this? And so 19 ads <laughs> jumped in at that moment and stopped her from killing herself because she didn't necessarily want an innocent woman to die. No, that's fair. 
who clearly was not up to speed on the intricacies of the mm-hmm. of the intrigues that so were going on. Further to the conveniently being right there. Yeah. If it went askew as it did, she would be there to save Mahit and not kill somebody she didn't need to kill. And if it turned out that it was Yaskander who recognized it and was acting all suspicious, she could have been like, "Aha, jacuz." <laughs> ah. Except a different sort of jacuz. So a win-win for 19 ads either way, because what she was after was simply information about who this person was. Yeah, I think I think it was a test to see if Mahit was lying about not being Yaskander. All right. So I am willing to lay the blame for the deadly leaf, the assassination attempt on Mahit, on 19 ads right now. There was some question about how it might have gotten into her ultra-secure, super-suave apartment. True. And it would have easily gotten in if it had been... If she'd brought it in herself. Plus, if there's... Remember how there was some talk about how the science ministry is all about the hydroponics and that a deadly leaf would totally be the kind of thing that the science ministry would do? If Iskander remembered being murdered by the science ministry, that would have also tripped him there too, right? Yes. He would have been like, ah, 10 pearls at it again. And then 19 ads again would have been like, aha. So you remember being killed by 10 pearl. You are Iskander. Got you. So Yeah. <laughs> I think, ah, you remember when Tenpearl and I killed you the first time? Eh, he might not have remembered. Like, he might have given her the pass for standing idly by. Mm-hmm. Well, but here's the thing. 19 ads didn't know that the Yaskander that was inside Mahit was only, was 15 years out of date. No, she did not. She also didn't know that it was broken. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking she was operating under the assumption that it was Yaskander. It was a recent Yaskander. And that he was playing dumb. Yeah. Because he didn't trust her anymore. Which which falls under our original discussion from a while back about how everyone was misunderstanding how the Imago worked. Yeah. Right? And they just assumed that you were basically uploaded into a new body. When, More or less. Which is not what happens. Yeah. So I, I think that legitimately it was a test and Mahit passed, question mark? Yes. Sort of, by almost dying. Maybe. And that's why 19 ads happened to be right there and then saved her life. Hmm. And how it mysteriously got into her apartment. It's a good theory. Yeah. I like it. it might I have not... no idea how much, how much water it holds, but it's a good theory. It, it might not work out that way. I could be totally wrong, but... Uh... I do hope we find out, like, whether or not it's true. Oh, I'm fairly confident at some point we're going to find out who's been trying to kill Mahit. Someone's going to confess something. And here's, here's the thing. I'm willing to bet that it's going to turn out that everyone has tried to kill Mahit <laughs> at some point or another. Eight Loop has tried to kill her. 30 Larkspur has tried to kill her. 19 Ants has tried to kill her. 10 Pearl has tried to kill her. 8 Antidote has tried to kill her. Is this the space version of the Orient Express? Maybe, yeah. (laughs) It's hard to say. The Texcalanli Express. Yes, the Texcalanli Express. Murder on the Texcalanli Express. There you go. That's probably the episode title. (laughs) Just as we wrap up the episode, uh, you're going to want to... Read up on chapter 17 in yes. time for next week. A proper chapter this time. And most likely a more robust episode. Though we, we managed to fill this one up pretty well, I think. Oh, yeah. You had a, you had a wonderful theory to, to talk about. Yeah. So a bit of a shorter episode overall, but probably we'll make up for it next week. Oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, there are other wonderful podcasts, uh, part of and affiliated with the Alberta Podcast Network, that you might want to check out. In the meantime, uh, Anita, I believe you have something to say about one of them. This episode is also brought to you in part by the Edmonton Community Foundation, which is gearing up for Will's Week running October 7th to 10th. Here's a clip from episode 54 of the Well Endowed podcast, in which lawyers Allison McCollum and Mike Simons discuss getting over the reluctance to make a will. Here's a clip. 
And it's not nearly as depressing as this sounds, is it? Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's not fun to talk about. And, and people, I think that's, that's, it's a bit of a taboo subject, right? I, I remember we had, I had a former colleague who was trained out east and uh, I asked him about his client and whether he had a, a, an estate plan. And he said, well, well, I've never asked him. I said, well, how can you not ask him? He said, well, when, when I was trained as a young lawyer, I was told you never ask your clients if they have a will because you're telling them they're going to die. I said, well, he is going to die because <laughs> everyone does. And, and so I think it's, it's actually our responsibility to ask clients mm-hmm. and, and people if they have a plan. So if you've been putting off writing your will, now is your moment. Visit ecfoundation.org and click on Initiatives to find more information about Wills Week. And check out the full episode, which you can find at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Perfect. Uh, will is something that we've also been discussing getting done. We got it started in our defense. Uh, so full disclosure, uh, Mike Simons is the person who's been helping us put together our will. It's true. He's going to be our lawyer. So uh, that's interesting that he yeah. popped up there. Fun fact. Yeah. I had no idea I was going to read an ad with his name in it. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of names, you can find our names online uh, using the social media. That was super smooth. Uh, the standard collection of social medias that we constantly tell you about, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and Goodreads. Yeah. Those are our medias of choice. We're at the read-along at virtually all of the above, except Goodreads, where we're just the read-along, the read-along group. You can uh, send us an email if you like. Yeah, the read-along at gmail.com. You can also find us individually on Twitter if you want to follow our random musings. <laughs> uh, Occasional pictures of our kid and weird stuff that we come across. Yeah, I am at Scotty Bomb. I am at Nita Bing. Yeah. Um, and we, you can also find links to us uh, on the read-along Twitter page if you're interested. Yeah. So, yeah. If you if you really want to find us, we're, we're out there. We're we not are. hiding very deep. And uh, with that said, as always, we'll see you next time. For robust chapters. Thank you for joining us on The Read Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. All Read Along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com. Goodreads.com.